everybody, Coach John Daly here back again for another session with Dr. Lip on his self-imposed Daily Friday. I love that title. I'm so glad you came up with that, and it gave me something to look forward to today. End of the week, a little tired. Uh, today, by the way, is June 8th, 2018, and uh, I just kept looking at the clock. Much like basketball practice, excited to go to. Kept looking at the clock. Good, I get to go see Jeff soon, and we get to talk and have some fun. So how are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. I literally felt the same exact way. I looked at my clock. It was about 3 o'clock. And I'm like, I can't wait to go see John. Let's do a podcast, finish this up. This is a great topic anyway. But, I mean, just you don't really feel it until you feel it. Meaning that when I was working there, I saw you every single day, right? Mm -hmm. And you saw me every single day. And it really wasn't until I left. I'm like, man, I miss this guy. I miss everybody, honestly. And I knew this would happen in the fact that my relationships outside from that building would improve dramatically depending on who wants to put in the work. My friend, we are always putting on the work. And after a long, long week, <laughs> month, however you want to put it, these Fridays that we've done, this is our third one now, they improve my weekend dramatically and they get the weekend even going in a good direction. So that's truly how I feel. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh – you know, you take for granted, I think, friendships and Absolutely. stuff. And uh, like you said, when, you know, I still, every once in a while, catch myself thinking, you know, because now my new room is right across the hall from the counseling office. And I used to just be able to step out there, move step, you know, left or right and be able to see into your office and could see, oh, he's here, the door's closed, up, oh, door's open, there he is. And uh, I, I do miss it too. But uh, it, it is good to see. And it would be so much easier for both you and I to head home, change our clothes, put our feet up, take a nap or whatever. But I'm glad, you know, because there's a couple times I'm like, Jeff, I feel it. Jeff, I'm bothering you. And you're, no, 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 we need to do this. And you're right. So I'm so glad you had that uh, influence on me. Absolutely. The momentum has got to keep going. Absolutely. That's and then what that's, it is. That's what it comes down to. That's and I know you're key on that word. I am especially too. But I live for this, honestly. Like, I mean, I know we've done several podcasts, like well over 30, almost near 40 in my opinion. But the fact of the matter is this is exactly what I live for because of the fact that we just grow and we keep throwing out great content in my opinion. So yep. powerful stuff. So yeah, we're going to finish this off today. The 10 questions to help you cultivate authentic grit, which I definitely need. And I, I, I love this article and I knew I wanted to cover it with you. Uh, we left off on uh, number four, I believe, with what's the hardest thing I've ever done? What's so, the hardest thing you've ever done? This is great. And... Um, what I did was I blog posted our last podcast together, the last Daily Friday on my jefflip.com. I'm going to do the same thing again. So I actually found the article and actually looked through the other points. And this is something I rarely do with you ever because you're the one bringing in the amount of great research. But I kind of looked at this one ahead and I was thinking about this more and more. And it was kind of funny how my life always aligns. I usually write a blog post depending on whatever happens in my life. And then you and I, for some apparent reason, we always talk about it. So it's just unbelievable how life always aligns it. But the hardest thing that I ever have to done or ever have to overcome, in my opinion, was overcoming a broken heart. Mm. And I don't know if anyone has ever experienced that. Maybe some of your listeners have. Maybe some of them haven't. That is the most difficult thing I've ever had done, John. I mean, I literally had a broken heart. And what I mean by that was all the loss that I experienced within the last four years really put me in this position of mindset of, just depression, honestly. That's the kind of easiest way to put it. And the hardest thing for me to do was kind of go through all of that and still become a better man and not totally be angry at everything in life. 
And I've grown so much because of that. And I blogged about this all day yesterday in the fact that overcoming this broken heart, I have learned to be – I've opened my eyes up to a completely different world. It was the absolute hardest thing that I had to, had to do in my life ever that I never want to do it again. And it's interesting. It's because of relationships. Mm. And so what I've learned more than anything is the fact that everyone should go through it. I mean I hate to say it like that, but the more you go through that, oh my goodness, on the other side, you learn so much more about yourself that you will never learn before. And it's so true. And you have to learn to let go. You have to learn to forgive. You have to learn to get mercy. And patience. Yes. I mean, all these characteristics and these virtues that people are seeking in life, you learn by a broken heart. Mm. More than anything, months ago, I listened to a John O'Leary podcast. And, you know, one of his questions is, what is the greatest piece of advice you've ever been given? And the guy said, he's like, the greatest advice I've ever been given was go out there and get your heart broken. Because that's where creativity lies. Mm. And it hit me so hard because that's exactly what happened. I had to go get my heart broken. Uh, because of all the loss I experienced in the last four years. And I've become so much more grateful for my life that I have now. And it wasn't – I would never learn that if I didn't experience that broken heart. That's all I can say. That's powerful. It's, and it's one of those things, the first thing that came to my because I listened to that same podcast from John O'Leary. Nobody goes out there trying to get their heart broken. Exactly. Nobody signs up for it. But it happens. It always happens, whether it's a relationship or – you know, you end up in last place in your fantasy league sports. <laughs> you know, your your thing. You know, and you're lucky it's not football season, my friend. <laughs> but our hearts get broken. That's yes. part of being human in many ways and shapes and forms. But you're right. It is lesson city. It's school is open. It's in session when you get your heart broken because there's so many things that you can learn. I love that point. Love that point. How about number five? Where um, and you kind of already answered this. Where how did I succeed? So definitely. Do you tie that into coming out of your your loss, your hurt, your pain? So in my blog post that I wrote, and once again, this is on Thursday, and then I did not know anything about this article in particular until this morning when I started journaling a little bit about it too. But in essence, what I learned the most from that particular thing was I always – I mentioned it already. I came out a better man, completely a better man than I was going into this thing. And what I learned about was truly – uh, the number one thing that I really learned about was mercy. Mm. And you talked about it this morning in the fact that uh, there was an Oprah Super Soul podcast with Brian Stevenson. And he went out there and he talked about what mercy is to him. And what he said was mercy is a like a mirror. And the fact that it's something that you look and you try to give and then you know you try to get it in return because that's exactly what you see in the mirror, right? And then, But it's something that you never deserved before in the first place. Mm. And I've gotten a lot of mercy from my higher power. I've gotten a lot of mercy from people that I never thought would have been there for me um, throughout my difficult times. And it's just I've been graced upon getting all those things. And it's hard. It's hard to accept that because of the person that I was before all that went down. I was a completely different man, John. I, I mean I would not be doing these podcasts honestly if I was still married in my honest opinion. Mm. I wouldn't be because there's – I had everything, and it wasn't until I lost the marriage, I lost my dad, and I lost friends along the way with, through all these different things that I've been going through the last four years that I've truly learned the value of different things in life. It's fascinating. So it, it's really strange to think about 
the gains that you make in life through right. the losses. Yes, that's a great way to put it. That's, that's an really absolutely great amazing. way to put it, my friend. Way to reflect that. Look at you. You're on your A game <laughs> for a 4 p.m. <laughs> Friday daily podcast, my friend. I just woke up, I guess, maybe. That was – that that because it, it's, so, it's so true. It's I found so myself. True. Really, yeah. that's what it came down to. And I've always stuck to the person that I was before. But more than anything, that is literally how you're developing grit. You are trying to keep pushing through when – you will see no hope. And that's where great grit is being developed. The, the fact of the matter is, though, I'll be honest with you, I didn't sign up for this crap. I'll be honest with you. I, I never wanted to sign up for this crap. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I can ever survive another one of those things. But you know what? I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still moving forward because that's the only way to keep going through life. I'm not going to be stuck in that particular position anymore. But it takes a lot of will. It takes a lot of grit to keep going. Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking back on... No, definitely some things that I've overcome, but the the surgery, my sur- my back oh, surgery especially, was something that gave me a lot of time to reflect. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming out of the 14 weeks of being off work, um, of just being more grateful. That's where gratitude really started hitting me back in 2014, and it's been a very positive, um, very positive change. Uh, and I needed that. You know, again, didn't hey, don't sign me up for that surgery, <laughs> but I need it. Okay, I'm going to do it. But I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't want to do it, but was one of the things that some great things came You know, from. let me give you a physical analogy behind that, too, because I thought it was really interesting. When I first saw you after the surgery, too, and you had it, the first thing you said to me was like, you know what? I gained a few inches now because now <laughs> I'm standing erect yeah. more anything. And I thought about that. That's powerful because, yeah. I mean, think about this. You were walking for years at a lower stature because of the fact that of all the pain you're going through, your spine and an issue, and then all of a sudden – just like that with surgery, you're more erect, you're more straight, you're more elevated, yeah. you know? And that's exactly what this article is all about, being, you know, showing that grit, elevating yourself to the next step. That's that's very important. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I, that, I didn't think about that until you just brought that up. That's I appreciate that. Um, number six, who wants me to succeed? Like, who wants you to succeed? It's not just about you and yourself. There's other people, but who wants Dr. Jeff Lip to succeed? Well, you're going to laugh, but the number one person or thing that wants me to succeed, honestly, is my dog, Brownie, because if I don't keep going, she's not going to get food and she's probably going to die. So I'm not going to let my dog die. But no, all joking aside, (laughs) it's my family. It's my good friends. They are honest with me and I'm forever grateful for that. The honesty is what I still need to be kept in check. You know, I found myself... A lot of times going back to my past and wanting to be back there because for me at that time, it was comfortable. Mm. And I lived there and my mindset was there. And it wasn't until I kept repeating myself to them. They're like, you know, when are you going to move on? And it was a very difficult and honest conversation that some of them I know were not comfortable having with me. And the funny thing about it more than anything, and I was actually thinking about this as my um, book is going to be start developing in my head. And I just outlined everything and everything. But really, in essence, what I needed to do, number one, for the for myself was to counsel myself and to try to follow my own advice that I would tell people, not even advice, but basically guide them through a way to get through their problems. I needed to follow the same thing. And that's why I feel that counselors that go through some of these things before and then they you know, apply these particular techniques with the clients that they work with, they've been through it. So they, it's a proven technique. They've done it. So I think that's a powerful tool. And 
It was hard because when you're going through it, that emotional pain is what I did not sign up for. I mean, it was debilitating. It was the worst thing. I mean, I can never recall a point in my life where I could not control how I was feeling. And at that time, whenever I was thinking about things, my dad, my ex-wife, like everything just kind of flooded in my heart. And it was just so painful. And now I have more control of it. And that's the that's the number one thing. It's like I've learned to handle my emotions better now. And what I've learned more than anything is to separate emotion from fact, separate emotion from any situation. And you see clearly. And that's how I was quite successful for years before was that, you know, honestly, I cared, but my emotion wasn't there. Now I feel I'm more stronger in everything I do personally and professionally because of the fact that I can control my emotions and then I can look at fact quicker than I can control, I mean, and control my emotions at the same time. It's a powerful tool. That's huge. It's a great uh, reflective tool that you're able to find and uh, strengthen even more, which, which is really good. And the example that you set for all of us, I think, is really powerful. It's, it's awesome. not easy, buddy. No, no. And, and those of us that know you or if we have a good friend that we know really well, we can see that. Right. We can see that it's not easy. One of the things they bring up in this paragraph of who wants me to succeed, people who succeed at long-term goals never succeed alone. Right. And I think it's amazing when you look at a question like this, I think it helps you to reflect on, dang, I got a lot of people that, that care for me, that love me, that are counting on me, that in the way I see it sometimes, Jeff, if I screw up, if I do something stupid, I'm going to hurt a lot of people. I'm going to, they're going to be embarrassed. They're going to feel disappointed. They're going to feel let down. And that's, for me, that's part of what drives me to keep trying to do things the right way. And... Um, because there's just so many people. And the older you get, obviously, the more people you can put on that list. But uh, that's a powerful thought to remember. You're not alone. You're not doing this alone. You know? You're really never alone. That's no. a great point, my friend. Yeah. That's an excellent point because of the fact that a lot of people do feel alone. And loneliness is the number one killer of your mental health. Absolutely. So if you realize the fact that you are truly not alone. And you're, if you're willing to reach out to people and kind of share your vulnerability with them, you become a better person. Yeah. But you got to be willing to do that. And that's tough for a lot of people because they just don't want to talk about their problems sometimes. And it's where it has to begin, honestly. Yeah, you just mentioned something about uh, like mental health. And it's one of those things that it's it's taken a hit here over the last uh, you know, week or so with a oh, couple, right. you know, um, somewhat celebrity uh, suicides. And suicides definitely happens um, a lot in everyday life for a lot of people. And it's bringing that to the forefront again. And here's another example on why... You know, this country, I think, really needs to start putting more resources and, and more discussion behind the topic of mental health. Yeah. And if I, I'm looking at this list, when you said that, I looked at this list, all of this helps. Having grit, having that determination, having that passion, having good people in your life, that all helps with mental health. And I just think it's so crucial for us to try and do something for others, but to work on it on ourselves, too. You bring up the topic so seamlessly, my friend. That's absolutely 100% correct. The fact is that you got to be in a mindset that people love you, mm. that people actually want you to be successful in this world. But people don't see that. And, you know, when you talk about the celebrity, I think about this Netflix series that I've been watching, which is 13 Reasons Why. It's addicting. It's true. And these are what young adults in this world face. It's just these problems that they feel like their world is completely surrounded by what other people think about them. Mm. It has nothing to do with what other people think about you, but what you believe in yourself. 
And giving up is an easy way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Letting go of everything and just not even fighting is an easy way to go. Working through that pain, pushing, fighting, that's a difficult choice to make. But guess what? You become so much more stronger by making that choice. So don't give up. I mean, that's the, that's like the best way to kind of put it. Don't give up. Yeah, always reach out, look for somebody to to lean on, ask some questions about. Number seven, they want to know what are my top strengths. And again, a nice self reflective Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. You know, yeah. look at yourself in the mirror. So, what are what are some of your top strengths? Well, I feel like I'm on an interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't we throw that back at you? What do you think are some of your strengths? You know what? I've heard it a couple times talking to some people recently, um, some online uh, sessions with uh, some good, they've become good friends, you know, um, met them a couple times, but the encouragement factor. I've always been uh, an encourager. Yeah, you are amazing at that. I, I love doing it. It's something that, um, looking back, being a, a, a young kid, you know, I, I, I kind of had it back then and gravitated toward it, so... Um, Definitely, you know, part of it is my work ethic, I think. You know, I, I love getting up early. I love getting in early. I love, you know, not being late. Um, that's a strength. And I'm, I'm gaining more strength, too, um, in, in just caring for people and putting, I'm in, trying to invest more into my relationship with my wife. I'm trying to invest more with, with my students, with my kids at home, even with my dog. And you know what? The, the dog, or Kirby. Ever since we got him, it's been some of these life lessons have been amplified and the light has been turned on all because of a dog. It's just unfreaking believable. Gratitude, um, you know, compassion, uh, excitement, emotion, energy. Um, just you know, not letting stuff get you down. It's just absolutely amazing since you know, 2016, June 12th when we got him. I can really point back as a as a big time for amplifying some of these you know these few strengths that I have. I think that is the biggest strength of yours, honestly. You carry around yourself with the stature that people want to be successful for your opinion, honestly. That's how I feel. I mean, I remember you starting this podcast out, and I'm like, man, this thing is kind of interesting, you know. And I've grown from just inquiring with you. You didn't do anything. You didn't set anything up for me. You didn't do anything like that. You just said you should do it. And from that little bit of a phrase, I gained that much momentum because I respected you that much to keep moving forward and try something like this. And from this point forward, I want to grow it. I see different things happening in my future professionally because of you. Mm-hmm. And it's just – that is a great strength of yours, honestly. Um, yeah, I think that's the most powerful thing. I, I don't even know how to – like I could sit here and talk about my strengths all day. I, I'd rather per- hear your strengths because I think your viewers – and your viewers, your listeners need to hear that because I don't think they hear that more often about yourself. Sometimes you are very difficult on yourself. You're very hard on yourself about that. And I'm just shocked because I don't see that same thing about you. I really don't. And so I view myself as kind of a person that has learned from other people. Uh, I try to role model our things, and the things that you emulate, your strength, your work ethic, I try to do the same thing tenfolds. And it bothers me when people don't have that same type of work ethic or mindset. And, but it doesn't bother me like I'm like, forget you, but it bothers me in the sense that, you know what, I, mm. I see potential in you, yes. and you don't want to untap that. <clears throat> and that's the number one thing about being a coach, a motivator, or whatever you want to describe that. Those people in your life that can unlock that potential within yourself, 
Those are people you want to keep around forever. Yeah, that's huge. And that, that kind of answered uh, the next question. When I'm at my best, and how do my strengths emerge in those situations? Absolutely. And like you said, when, when for me, it's when I'm around people. And I think we had this conversation last week where I love summertime. I cannot wait for summertime. <laughs> I'm trying not to, I typically try not to look ahead for summer. I'm looking ahead now. I, and it's, you know, I got to pull back a little bit because I still got stuff I got to do. I know. I'm not there yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. But on the flip side, it doesn't take long to where if I'm not going to school and I'm not around my students and, and my friends there, it's a little bit of a downer sometimes for me too. And, but So that is where my strengths, I think, emerge is when, when I'm around people. And uh, for me, you know, coaching basketball, we got, you know, 13 on the next 14 days as soon as school is done, we got basketball. And I'm looking forward to it. The summertime is a great time just to start the work. And, and you just said it, getting these kids, whether they're students or basketball players, to see and believe in themselves more than they do already because of me, because I see something in them. I agree. And, and that lights that, that fire. I think one of the biggest strengths for most people that are listening to this podcast or anybody in particular is the fact that when you can look at a weakness within yourself, and it's a weakness that some people may have described to you before, and you want to actively try to correct that mistake. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of my biggest weaknesses is, is how do I deal with free time? I know this sounds crazy because it's like people love free time, right? For, for me, I don't – I love it, but I always want to be doing something productive. I'll be honest with you. And when I was struggling with all this free time is when I was losing my mind. You know, now, man, I would love a little bit of free time. I mean, no disrespect. Um, but, I mean, I think that's why I'm looking really forward towards the summer because I know I'll have a little bit more free time. My mind will be a little bit more clear. I won't be as anxious or quickly upset, but I mean, I mean, I was telling this to someone at work today. I'm like, this this time right now is intense. That's the word I'm going to use. Even though the school year is winding down for me, it's intense, and I don't know. For me, it's just I rather I can deal with a little, little bit of an intensity, but not to a point where I'm just like, you know what, I quit, right, or I give up, and that's not ever going to happen in my opinion because if that happens then I've really lost it but the fact of the matter is is that what I realized my biggest weakness was was dealing with free time now I've taken away a lot of my free time by doing podcasting blogging whatever that may be right and then I realized that's a strength of mine too is that I actually was able to solve that problem but now I got to go back to finding a balance otherwise Mm -hmm. I'm going to go crazy and you don't want Dr. Lip crazy because that's not a good sign, <laughs> especially when you have the word doctor in front of that crazy, right? That's right. We don't need that. That would not be a pleasant picture. That, Man, that'd ooh, be insane. Yeah, that would not be good. This next one, I, this one is really, really strong, uh, like a wow. I wrote wow next to it with a little start by one of the points. Number nine, who is my best possible future self? Oh, my word. That's powerful. So... Once again, I don't know if you guys know this. You should know this by now. I listen to a lot of Oprah Super Soul podcasts ever since they rolled out. I've been addicted to them. I listen to every single one. And honestly, I get something from each and every single one. Will I Am, who used to be from the Black Eyed Peas, was on the Super Soul podcast this past Monday. And what he described and what he said was just completely blew my mind was that he prays to his past self and he prays to his future self. Mm. And... I'm a person that really lives in the current moment. I really am. And I go, why would you pray to your past and future self? Because you can't really change the past. 
And then really the future is yet to be uh, yet to be determined in so many ways. What he says is that this is who I was ever since I was young. I would always pray and say, listen, thank you for getting me here because this is what got me here to this particular point. It blew my mind because that's so true. Like I should be praying to my past self, thanking my past self for helping me get to this point of my current future, mm-hmm. right? Or my current present. And I should be praying to my future self in regards to, listen, this is why I see you being everything that you're making right now affects how you're going to make that decision tomorrow. So if I had to look into my future self, what I want to see, obviously I've said this about a billion times on your podcast, even though I've not been on a billion times yet, and nor do you have that many episodes, but I would love to be a husband. I think that's my number one goal right now. And that's the mindset right now, John, that has completely changed more than anything. I was all about power, money, prestige. Working forward to the next degree. I've achieved everything professionally, honestly, right now that I see that I want to do. And if I want to do it, I'll fight for it even harder. But nothing is really driving me to do that. So professionally, I'm good. I really am. I mean, I don't want to say I'm done or anything like that because I think the world still has untapped potential for me to do my next step, whatever that may be. Maybe opening a private practice. Maybe branching off and doing some marketing. Um, maybe expanding the world of school counseling and personal counseling. Mm. But beyond that... That's that's professional. Personal is what I'm seeking. I've never put my personal life above my professional life. And this is what I want is my personal life to be aligned. And it's completely different for me. And I never had that happen. That never has happened because I was so goal-oriented. But for me now, that's my main struggle. It's like I want my professional life to be good. The number one thing was so interesting and I was reflecting upon this. I had that, right? I married an amazing woman. She was the best person that I know personally. She was. She was this amazing woman. She was. And I still view her as an amazing woman, honestly, even though we've been through a lot of painful things. Even though I see her as an amazing woman, I had it. I was married to her. Life was perfect. I didn't need any more. But yet my greed, my ego, my priorities were not aligned, shifted everything. And I I trumped my professional life for my personal life now it's flipped Mm. it's crazy i don't know if it's because of age or whatever it may be but i never thought that way and it's 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 honestly like awakening yeah that's that's huge talk that's a huge reflective moment that i don't think you could have stated it this way or talked about this sure months ago i know obviously right after the incident but you you have grown so much and i know and that um, podcast says it perfectly about, you know, looking back to your former self and your future self, praying, connecting with, reflecting. Yeah. Uh, and this one paragraph here, which I'll try reading without my glasses, uh, by going into the future and then coming back to the present and doing it in that order, you set up a situation called mental contrast contrasting. When we visualize our, our ideal future and then bring ourselves back to the present to contemplate Whatever obstacles stand in our way, we are more zestful and committed to taking first steps than if we start where we are today and think about what has to happen to make our future dreams a reality, which can be an overwhelming feeling. Completely. If you kind of get in touch with your future self, like where would you like to be five years from now? And that's a question that you always ask on your podcast. I think it's pretty powerful for us to look at and think about, you know, as far as professionally, personally. Okay, I'm going to be this age. My wife's going to be this age. My kids are going to be this age. You know, a dog's still be around, hopefully. 
and you start looking, you know, at some things that you want to accomplish to get there. Um, because if you don't spend that time thinking, some stuff won't happen. You'll still get, you know, five years, you get five years older. Time always goes by. Right. But some, if you don't think about those things, they won't happen. Something will happen because time always makes that stuff happen. You know? Right. And I currently what I'm trying to be doing is visualizing a lot mm. of that future. I'm visualizing a family, visualizing a wife. Now, I can't see her face. I don't know who that person is. But, you know, I hope those things come true. And, you know, once again, what the number one thing is, was so interesting was when I was going through the darkest times, my sister talked a lot of me about energy. Mm. And what she said to me was like, whatever energy you're putting on the world will come back. And Joel Olstein says this a lot. So she was copying Joel Olstein a lot with his message. And I tried so hard, and I, and I mean this with all sincerity, about putting out positive energy. But yet I was so freaking depressed and sad. So how can I do it? And I was realizing that it was because I was living in the past that I couldn't do it. So if I had to go into the future right now, I wouldn't I, I want to just be a better person. And I that's I set high expectations for myself, yes, but I'm also realistic in what I need to do. So every day I try to make a decision that goes a little bit towards that. And it's mm. it's interesting because it's the emotional piece right now that I need to conquer better. And it's hard because as much as I say I have my control, well, my emotions in control, it still can be a very difficult process for that to take place. I just saw a uh, Brian Buffini's new uh, podcast came out. I didn't listen to it yet, but something about uh, emotional, like EQ. Yeah, you know, your just your emotional intelligence and then handling things emotionally, right, uh, is something that I think you know we all need work on. And you know, my best possible future self is definitely being less hard on myself, but at the same time being more driven, more. Um, more focused, you know, right. uh, getting that book going that I want to do, getting right. some speaking gigs going and do more of my podcast and my there blog. And, and so if I start picturing it, and like you said, start putting in place the steps that you have to make that happen, things are going to happen. That's exactly right. It's because huge. the fact of the matter is, think about this, if someone's yelling at you, right, or you're arguing at somebody, right, and all of a sudden you just disconnect emotion and just sit there and listen and just say, okay, or say... This is what, this is it, you know, and then state your statement back. There's no tension. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is tension, but the fact of the matter is there's no emotionality behind it. So you're just, you're actually talking. You're not yelling anymore. Yeah, the key is you're not losing control. Right, and it's hard to do. So much of that you see every day with adults too. It's not just kids that we teach. It's that losing control. Because you're not really taught on how to control that emotion to a certain extent. And it's a hard thing to kind of learn yourself, so... Yeah, and uh, the last question, number 10, what obstacles will I have to overcome to live my best possible life? Some of those things we just talked about. And I think by planning it and um, looking ahead, this step, this step, this step, and then this is going to happen, you know, oh, I'll be five years older, I'll be 57, you know. And if you leave it at that, rather than, hey, I want to have more of my house paid off, hey, I want to have a um, you know, possible new job, hey, I want to have... Um, you know, 50,000 downloads on my podcast, you start doing things to make those things happen. And you start looking at, you know, if you go into the future, tie into what you want, you come back, you can kind of, you don't foresee all obstacles, but you certainly see, I think, some energy, emotion, passion, that when the obstacles come, you're going to help, you're going to get through them a lot easier than if you weren't planning those things. If you didn't look ahead and reflect. What's your next obstacle? What's the current obstacle that you're overcoming? I'm just curious. My current one was probably my health, just the arthritis. Yes. Yeah. You know, bad couple days to the point of 
um, you know, you, you contemplate, I, I could just stay home. I, I could, you know, give this up as far as teaching because there's days I'm miserable, Jeff, to be honest, as I know. far as in pain. I know, brother. And I'd rather be doing something else, less strenuous to where I'm not, you know, lifting weights at work or anything, but <laughs> um, just, you know, moving around, getting up and down, right. sitting, standing, talking to kids. Um, so immediately is that. So I'm, I'm in the process of trying to figure some things out and, and, and feel better because if I don't feel good, you know, there's not a lot of great things happening. But what did you tell me before we started this podcast, which I think is very powerful for your listeners to hear? Where were you the last two nights? Yeah, the last two days, just getting back to the gym. Right. And knowing that when I'm regularly going to the gym, and I'm, guys, I'm just talking treadmill, 15, 20 minutes, not a huge incline. I'm not running on it at all because I can't do that anymore with my knee and back. Um, but just some light weights, you know, not, you know, grunting and impressing people. I don't have the tank top on, <laughs> you know, uh, the Planet Fitness where I go. You know, You're not that guy. They got the alarm going off if you start, you know, grunting and screaming and dropping weights all over the place. But I know I feel better. I move better. I sleep better when I've been doing that regularly. And because of scheduling and just a whole bunch of stuff going on these last few weeks, I have not been able to do that. So I think it's probably more so the transition of my body's like, hey, what are you doing now? Oh, you think you're back at it? Well, we don't like it right now, but you better keep doing it, you know, so you can feel better. So that would be one of the things. But you know what? I got to read more. I, I got to, uh, you know, I've been on, like I said, a couple online things with uh, Brandon Hanley and, and Sam Crowley. And um, I got to do more of those because... That forces me to do things. It, it kind of picks the, the momentum up. And it's more so not just me doing it, but I got other people involved now too, which maximizes it, which for me is huge. So there, there's some things there that I definitely powerful. definitely need to do. Well, you didn't give up. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And yet, even though you feel all the physical pain, you still went back and you did it. Yeah. So that's the one thing. Once again, you don't give up. And I think that's powerful, my friend, especially to that last point in this particular article. Thank you, because that's huge, because when I was younger, I did give up a lot. Right. And quitting this sports is... teams and, and quitting other things and not trying, not putting effort in. And, hey, me looking back at my previous self, the years right. that have gotten me here, that's a reflective piece that I guess I haven't learned totally, but it's there. Man. I am I am trying right. so hard because of my past failures not to have them repeated again. Right. No, that's powerful, brother. You keep it up. How about you? Obstacles? Did you talk about some of them? So... Once again, uh, I think I'm going to refer back to my personal life. You know, I don't. It's not where I want it to be. It's very difficult. One of the things that I'm having a hard time to is letting people in, especially letting my heart of letting people in, mm. because I've been hurt. And when I let people in and I've been burned, it's not a feeling that you want to go through. It's mm. not. I, I think I've been having my heart broken one too many times. I'm done with that. And yet, I, you have to go through that in order to get to where you want to go. So how much are you willing to put yourself out there is a key component behind that. So, I mean, one of the things I'm learning is to take things super slow and kind of be patient with myself and understand that this process is a process. And when it feels right, it will happen. Yeah. But it's got to be – I got to be ready and I got to be prepared. I got to have my heart ready. It's, there's a lot of variables that sometimes I ignore. And once again, it's not healthy when I ignore it because then all of a sudden these things come up and I have no rationale on how to control it. Mm. So that's my biggest obstacle is overcoming the understanding that in order to get where I need to be, I have to be open enough to understand that I have to go through it again mm. and be willing to go through it again. So it's tough. Okay. It is tough. It is really hard. It's, it's inspiring though. And like I said, for people that know you and that you're going through this, there's lessons we can draw yeah. on it. 
and uh, you, you got tons of support. I know that. Uh, but I like the way that you're not pushing. Right. It's going to develop naturally. Something's going to happen because now if you stay home, I'm not doing this again. Right. I'm staying on the couch. I'm watching TV. And I'm not. Yeah. Well, then, of course, it's going to be even right. more right. painful because you're going to have a whole bunch of growth to go through again. Right. And that's the thing, more than anything, that you bring up a great point, brother. You really do. And the fact is, every single person I hang out with, they're with somebody. And yet it's so mm-hmm. funny because in all these particular occasions, I can – we'll mention Chris Mazzola. We'll mention Justin Fott. They bring their wives to everything. It's like they're two people but yet one person every single time. It's like they can't separate. They got to do things together. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, great. You know, it's OK. You don't need to do things together. But I mean I get it. It's important. The thing is I had that and it's tough because all, if I hang around people all that all the time, it's like, OK, this is not the easiest situation to deal with. So but they're my friends. And yet I'm not going to sit home and not do nothing right. because they're, they're, they're good people to me and I love them. But the fact is, that's tough. That's so hard. Yeah, I tell you, this is this has been really empowering. I, I love and I love the fact that you previewed this a little bit. Just a tad. I mean, honestly, just a tad. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I hope this helped everybody out a little bit, just to kind of go through these ten points. And I'll I'll put it in the show notes on this one, the uh, the article link, so you can check it out yourself. Because we all need more grit. I really believe that from the standpoint of things seem to be hitting hard as far as media and negativity and you know politics and just a bunch of crud that just seems to you know if you let it get you down it'll get you down and right i think having grit is one of the the ingredients just to kind of go past that and um so i hope you guys enjoyed this today jeff is there something else you want to close yeah i do really want to finalize this and this is somebody that you and i both know and i know you know her because of me and i'm going to end this i know it's already hitting on close to 40 minutes but I don't care. It's not my show anymore. <laughs> Anyways. But, I've given um, up the mic. He's got the mic. That's the problem. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to share this podcast with her uh, when we get done. But when I think of grit more than anything, um, I think of this special person in my heart right now that I've been praying for a lot in my mind lately. And her name is Kathy Hendricks. You know Kathy Hendricks. Kathy Hendricks and her family came on. She was the first family podcast on the Dr. Lip podcast. And when I, this took place, John was actually here when I did uh, the podcast for my show and her family came in. Well, recently, Kathy came into some bad news about her health, and I've been praying for her consistently. And I know she's scared. Uh, I would be with some of this news that she got. And uh, I know that she is fearful of what will happen next. But she's one of the strongest will people that I know. And I've been praying for her nonstop because she texted me and she shared the information with me. Well, once again, I am so appreciative of that, too. And she's a person that I respect so much. And when I do these podcasts, and just like you and I or anybody that's on my show, I feel like I know this person at such a more intimate level than I ever have before. And they, they share things with me and to my listeners about the world that they're experiencing. And it's their story, which I am so grateful for them to share. And I feel for her. I pray for her. And I know that she has grit and will to get through whatever she needs to go through. And I believe in that. But the power of prayer is unfreaking believable. It really is. And when you pray for someone, you put that person above yourself. And you are learning to give. You're learning to love. And you're learning to make sure that this world is not about just you. Mm. And for me, that's what I've been doing for her. Uh, and other people that have experienced loss recently. So... That's the epitome of grit right now. That's how I view Kathy. She's very powerful in the fact that she's still pushing through, fighting. And 
you know, um, I don't know the exact prognosis going forward. I don't know any of these other details and nor do I really want to share it because that's her story to share. But the fact is that she needs to know that I'm praying for her and I think she is great because even when you're given – see, that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. When you're given bad, crappy, disgusting news, whatever you want to – are you going to push or are you going to give up? Right? I mean that's the essence of grit. And how much are you willing to get beat down that you just don't give up? And those people, man, those are rare breeds because those are the people that, listen, I can take this evil that's coming in my way and still be the man or the person or the woman that I need to be for my future self. That's huge, man. And uh, just meeting Kath the, the one time, the, the positivity right. coming out from that lady was just awesome. The confidence, the strength, the great family. Um, and again, you and others knowing that when she knows that she's got a bunch of people in her corner, that helps. And it's one of the things that helps with grit as far as, you know, who wants me to be my best? Who's counting right. on me? And, and the more people we can have in our lives that we can count on and they can count on us, the better when we do get that crappy news, and we all get crappy news at some point in time, the better we can deal with it. I think that's just a, that's a powerful way to end it. Boy, oh boy, thank you so much for Friday, man. I love this. <laughs> you know, great seeing you and great going through this stuff. I'm so grateful, so appreciative of, of, of your friendship and um, you caring for others. It's just just magical. That's how we do Daily Friday Podcasts. I like friend. it. I like it. All right, everybody. Hope this helps you. Uh, take a look at that article. I'll put the link in there. Find me over on Facebook at coach to expect success and over on Twitter at Coach2Success and the Instagram heating up a little bit more over there at Coach John Daly. And enjoy the summer. Whenever you hear this, I hope things are going well for you. Keep finding those success puzzle pieces and keep reaching out and helping others. And uh, by doing that, you're helping yourself too. All right? Keep in touch, you guys. Love to hear from you. Take care. See you.